0: Morning, morning, morning. Yes, we're back with another episode of uh, Rider today. We've got Jason in the house, otherwise known as AKA Rupert. Yeah, Rupert Rupert. Yeah. And he's a DJ, a house DJ, he does afro beats and many other things. We're going to talk about how he got into the industry, what p- motivates him, and just how his journey's been. But before we get into that, don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow follow and let alone share this episode. It's so nice to have you here today. Do you want me to call you or Jason? Uh, either one, either no, one. I agree, Jason you prefer, I either man,
1: Jason's a bit more
0: professional. So, right? so how long have you been in the music business? Oh, I'm
1: 42 now, so boy, I say, oi. I proper started taking music seriously about maybe 14 DJing and stuff, mm-hmm. um, playing slow jams, R&B, stuff like that. And I was about 14 playing for my local youth club that was Okay. It. that's so how I got the nickname Rupert Rupert the Bear in it like playing slow jams <laughs> you're wearing checkered trousers
0: ok mm-hmm.
1: and what motivates you what motivates me Yeah. to be fair I would say money is a slight motivation but it isn't the it isn't my main motivation when I say that I mean I like to have money to be able to do what I want when I want, but I'm 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 not like greedy or in, in essence like I treat people how I expect to be treated in, in essence.
0: Okay, okay. Now you say you do house, Afro beats, things like that. Mm-hmm. Why that selection of music?
1: It's got more feeling, more well, more feeling to me. I can't. I'm for other people, but for me. Yeah, it's the best feeling I get from music, the drums, the beat. Right. Yeah, that would be the best. What were you brought up on? What kind of music were you brought up on? Reggae. Okay. Reggae, country music as well on Sunday, because my mum said Lucian, so they listen to like, they love their stories and then the country music, but mainly reggae, rare groove, mm-hmm. yeah, lovers rock, that kind
0: of stuff. Oh, okay. So the journey's been interesting for you. You've gone from the bashment, the reggae,
1: everything to yeah. owning a mini nightclub in um, 2014 um, called the Arches in Bethnal Green. I used to do like underground house music events, raves and stuff like that. Um, fab- fabric, Egg after parties, a few other club there after parties mm-hmm. as well with Keep On Going, mm-hmm. um, Half Baked and stuff.
0: You yeah. Do, you do stuff overseas?
1: Um, I haven't as yet. I haven't as yet.
0: Is this been your main job or you
1: have...? So I've got a cleaning company. I'm a professional cleaner. I got them qualifications a long time ago when I was young. I'm like qualified to clean like dead bodies. Loud like body fluids oh, okay. and stuff. So There's money in uh, that, isn't there? There is, yeah.
0: i, well, I tell you what, that's going to be section two to this interview. <laughs> We're sticking <laughs> to the music. <laughs> <We're sticking laughs> music thing. So what have you learned from the music industry what that, you wish, that you wish you knew when you started?
1: First of all, friends and business. Um, real friends always support your business. So you can help your friends out by letting them in free and stuff like that, but at the same time, Like, always pay for your friends and pay what they ask as well, if not more. I think that is one of the biggest lessons I learned because I always used to give away, like, free drinks to DJs, to people that would, other DJs that would help me make money on my bar, but I always lost money by doing that. So, yeah, I would be a bit more
0: constructive with that. Okay, all right. Mm -hmm. What would you say to your 16-year-old self? I would say save, save, um, read more,
1: save, read more, and keep investing your money. Try and say always try to save twenty percent and and invest twenty percent and save and, and then try and save, get the rest. If you know what I mean, does that make sense.
0: Yeah, does no, that, it does. Yeah. It makes sense.
1: Yeah, that's that's the advice. And keep keep going. Don't think that once you've got one pot of money coming. That, that's your end all, your end all. Um, have several different forms of income coming in at different time. So I do Airbnb as well. i got a three bedroom flat, so I do Airbnb in one of the rooms. Sometimes that pays my entire rent, so, so we live rent free. So yeah, I don't have one sort of income. That's what I would tell my 16 year old. So make sure you work hard, but stay true to all the different aspects you do and deliver them properly.
0: Okay. So you're a real man of different skills, man of different talents?
1: Yeah, I had
0: to learn to hmm. adapt to, to my What would you say, as a DJ, is the most important thing to know?
1: As a DJ, socialising how your crowd is, being able to understand how a, how a crowd is to get them moving and stuff. As a DJ, you can play music for yourself, but at the same time, if you, as a, you've got DJ and you've got artists, yeah? So certain artists that may you may pay ten thousand pounds for them to do a DJ set for you, but they would play music more for themselves or they're more fine-tuned. Whereas if you're a DJ, you're just more like responsive, like you can feel
0: reaction or
1: the, yeah, the if crowd. If you see them lifting up, exactly. Wherever artist you make, your set is probably well thought out. You know what I mean? Each tune has been selected
0: carefully. With a DJ, you can just play sort of any tune and, and take it from there. Mm-hmm. How do you find mixing? How, because mixing seems quite hard. I tried it once and gave up in five minutes. I started on vinyl decks on Sound Lab, belt labs
1: mm-hmm. um, when I was younger. And the, the normal ones are the Technique hard drives. So the 1210s, I, uh, I 12,
0: just 1210s mean the size of the record?
1: The actual um, Technique. That the record gets played on. Okay. So they're called twelve tens, and yeah, yeah, they're twelve tens. And basically, I love DJing, so I just bought the equipment when I was young. Kept practicing, kept practicing. When um, they upgraded to the Pioneer, I bought some of them as well. And just practice, practice, practice. That the art to being a good DJ is just practicing. Did Did it take you long to learn to master the mixing? it depends on the genre of music with house music and more um, I'm a piano and that that I find it become it's become second nature to me with R&B and the hip-hop slow jams are are fine because I've been doing that for years but R&B and hip-hop I'm not as as fluent in I would say Mm -hmm. now you
0: spoke about you play the piano yeah, like, I used to. Did, you, what, did you go to, you I had a background in the I went to Sylvia Young. Sylvia Young. Sylvia Young, huh? Yeah, I used to do tap dance. <laughs> I used to do tap dance? Yeah, yeah,
1: I started off doing performing arts,
0: okay. acting. So I have to ask you, was your parents, any of your parents creative in music, arts? My mum, within painting and stuff
1: like that. My dad, not so, I don't know really about, that's a good thing on my dad's side. I don't, I don't really know much about Um, would my dad say be creative on on that aspect Mm -hmm. but my mum definitely she loved painting and stuff like that so
0: okay that's good Mm -hmm. so tell us about the tap dancing thing and what was that like that whole school that you went to can you still tap dance no i actually had a, a
1: motorbike accident so that put me out of out of action for football and stuff like that. Are you playing football as well? Yeah, well, it was more a hobby. I okay. did get trials for Luton Town when I was young, but I got suspended from school. So, and so, yeah. because you got suspended from school, they kicked my, you out of football. No, my mum, my mum said um, I couldn't go football. She just stopped me, she banned me. She said I, she saw it as a, yeah, I wasn't. But Where,
0: surely, football kept
1: you off the street. Gave you in the of- hindsight, my mum can say that now. Maybe back then, football was something that my mum wasn't really aware of how much money it would make etc so yeah. you get a
0: mentor with football don't you you get your coach your manager if, all if I got
1: scouted yeah 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 ah, yeah.
0: Okay. so yeah. is that something you hold hold against you big up to your mum at times uh, not
1: really the only thing I would say
0: what I think
1: I needed more help with from my mum is understanding how to make money work for you I think a lot of our well, I can't say our parents because I don't. I don't. I'm Caribbean,
0: but, to but, make yeah, parents,
1: yeah, not from a Caribbean background. They don't really have the knowledge of how money can make you money or how money makes work for you. So you end up like working Just work, from, work, 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 work. Yeah, and constantly ending up in the same groove, trying to get out. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I, I kind of started learning when when I started reading a couple of books like Rich Dad Poor Dad and meeting people who were. Made money from different things. It just gave me ideas to start putting my fingers in different pies.
0: Mm. Because you've you've gone quite far. You've, um, So you get paid on your music. You've so you've got different avenues. Yeah. Uh, Warren Buffett says you should have seven different forms of income. Yeah. So you've got Ying. You've got your got cleaning company. Cleaning
1: company. I do bar DJ. staffing and event staffing. Okay. And um, we've got an events company that does that. I do the recruitment for that. Yeah, that's the part stuff and cleaning, the DJing, I've got a little part-time job as
0: well, mm-hmm. I do that. So you got about three or four different forms of income? Yeah, at least. And you're you a crypto least, guy? And then I do um, Airbnb as well. Oh yeah, Airbnb. I make
1: profit from that, yeah. so that's like, um, crypto, not as much as I used to, but I used to trade currency, I, would, I got quite good at it to be fair, it's just... Yeah, I never used to like, sort of like set stop losses and stuff like that. Uh-huh.
0: So yeah. yeah okay. I, it's one of them things. Oh, that's good, that's good. So going back to the music thing, is there anything you would have done differently? Music. I would have. you know that
1: so you got music, yeah, as a DJ, yeah, you've got music, but you've also got the industry. I would have sat down and got to know more producers, more people behind the scenes that run the actual big events and stuff, instead of just doing my own thing on the side and thinking that was always going to be enough. I would have made more contacts, I believe.
0: You would have networked better?
1: Yeah, in hindsight, yeah. okay. Yeah, with different people, I, I wouldn't have put myself with a certain crowd. Do you know what I mean? I would have left myself, I did a lot of collaborations with people, which opened me up, but some people kind of box me in because so of you, the dynamics they worked in.
0: So you'd be more affiliated with everybody. Yeah, I'm not, not, not committed to anyone. To, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, that's, that's what I would say. Especially within the music industry, it's like they love you then they hate you. Like it's it's a weird one. Why is that? I think because. And when you say Zay, who is it? The other promoters, uh, other clubs. Uh, oh, so being jealousy. a club owner, yeah, having my own club, and at one point making like nearly 10, 20 k profit a month. I, are oh, you had a, you was a club owner? Yeah, a warehouse. I bought well, I didn't buy it. I leased an arch, and um, where was that? Um, in Bethnal Green, behind okay. the it was Arch Eleven and Twelve, um, just behind Bethnal Green Station, and I basically made it into a, a place where people can rave. And I did. I started parties from six a.m. finish at a twelve. So when the main clubs finish, I would open, and mm. then yeah, I on average two and a half grand bar bar spend profit each event. If I did four events on a weekend, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Sunday morning. So, mm. Yeah, yeah. And that's
0: uh, two and a half grand per, per,
1: per day. Per per event sometimes. Yeah, sometimes so that's times
0: four.
1: Sometimes it could be ten yeah. k profit in a month if I was like the amount of staff I've paid and stuff like that sometimes more sometimes less but it, it would vary but it, it was, was worth it I lived a really really nice life at that time. Uh, point in my life I could buy cars like that which I did spend money like that I'll go on holidays spend recklessly me now knowing how to value money
0: I would have done things I would have managed my money better I guess Now were other DJs on the same level of what you were doing or or were you kind of leading the way and that's where you say jealousy comes in? I was sort of like, uh, I think I had a hype around me.
1: People just loved my brand but I think because I'm skilled in like, uh, I used to do youth work so I, I, I studied in like prisons and stuff like that doing conflict resolution. So a lot of times when you're doing events, it's getting people to to stay calm, you know what I mean? When you're partying, people are tired, they want to fight. Even on the bus, the amount of things I've had to stop just talking to people. That, that's my main school, I reckon.
0: Oh, because people are on that bus all day as it's driving around. and noise, they're yeah. getting congested. Yeah. They want to use the bathroom. They want to do exactly. this, they want to do that. they ain't got battery power. They can't get reception.
1: Yeah, it was long. It was a long. long All of that
0: thing. Yeah. Yeah. How, how did? That's interesting when you spoke about the youth work, because that's something I was considering getting into. Uh, my yeah. background is ex-military. I've also studied okay. uh, construction. I, I tried took, a bit of the underworld. I tried to join
1: the army. Sorry? I tried to join the army. I ah. got kicked out because I got asthma. I was yeah. at
0: Perbright for two weeks. Yeah, I know Perbright. I, I used to be down yeah. there. Heartbreak Hill? Yeah, I know about that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and all those things. Well, you still got asthma
1: now? I guess so. Right, I, guess because so. Yeah, I I don't take any pumps or nothing, but...
0: Yeah. Yeah. I suppose, yeah, they do, they don't want any issues. Yeah, yeah. You can't suddenly tell them that you've got problems now. Yeah, yeah. But I suppose asthma wouldn't have been as bad as hay fever. i got hay fever as well. Oh, that's, a bad, that's probably yeah, the problem, the because we, yeah. we live in bushes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had the two. <laughs> all the so. bad, bad environments that we live in, yeah, all things. Right. But it was, I learned, within
1: the two weeks i did learn a lot man yeah of course you learn a lot man by six o'clock, you wake up by six, like daily 12 o'clock you feel like you've done a day's work yeah
0: well yeah that's the thing you wake up four in the morning you yeah. go for your job you do all this stuff or about by nine o'clock it's like I've, I've done more today than i've done on an average yeah, day you can't fix and i still got a whole day to go yeah, yeah it makes you realize how much time you actually yeah, have yeah, in the yeah, day yeah, as yeah, well yeah, man. Yeah. you've got a lot of time if you're willing to get up on time yeah. I'm a morning person I love to night time comes it's a struggle for me but I'm always yeah. always early morning with this job my hours are terrible and stuff mm. what would you say You? what else did you learn in the military Ooh, and I, what made you want to join the military as well do you know what they could do the recruitment in my yeah. area and that
1: was West London yeah yeah, yeah. What, the, this where What came from it was Avenues Youth Club um, just off 3rd Avenue in W10, and they came around they did a the recruitment drive, and a few of my friends were like, no, I wouldn't join the army but I wanted to be like a driver you know, learn to drive yeah. everything yeah, like, yeah, they give I, you a
0: licence for all that yeah, so as RLC you joined that, when I said,
1: I was talking to you before about another part of my life, I used to get in a lot of trouble when I was young, and right. stuff and, and that was my thing, driving driving was my, yeah. was my passion, man. so I thought if I could join the army to drive where, where else can you learn to drive like the yeah. best? Drive every type of vehicle as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you could do the tanks, the armoured yeah, personnel that, cars. that was the aim, uh, that was the aim. But God saw another route for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So you were saying what else you learned when you was in the military? What else can I say I learned. Fitness. I'm not
1: as fit now, but the fitness was good in the military. What else? Within two weeks, I, I was so, not stressful, but for, I think that was it really, you know. If you get fitter? Yeah, definitely got fitter. Definitely understood that you can push your body and feel like you can't go on, but you
0: can. Also, there's a, a mental barrier as well. What about the mental side? So that's part of the mental side. Yeah. How did you did you develop mentally apart from that? Like team wise, learn about working in teams. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I would say I did actually. I did work
1: in a team. Also working a lot, but a, lot a lot, a lot of it in teams as well. It was like a blur. Man. I just I remember running up Heartbreak Hill and my calves burning. That was a uh, one how of the. How old were you then?
0: Uh, twenty-two. Okay, so 22. you still you still had the ultimate fitness. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, twenty-two
0: yeah. Okay. okay, that's good. So, if you could do it all again, would you do it exactly the way you did it? <sighs> when it comes to the music industry, the music industry. I guess so.
1: I guess I guess so. I would probably tweak a few things here and there, but the main majority of stuff, I I think I'm happy with the way I've done it. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely.
0: Okay, and it's, I don't know if you have got kids or not.
1: No, not yet. Would not you
0: yet. encourage your kids to be in the music industry?
1: I would. To be fair, I would encourage them to do anything that they feel passionate about. Yeah. Music in itself is is something that is. It, it touches everyone, so being in the music industry, I wouldn't say is, is a bad thing. It's just you've got to be really careful about yeah, your your circle. Mm-hmm.
0: So, one thing that you mentioned earlier about when I asked you why you do certain music, and you said because of it's uh, a feel good music or something yeah. along those lines. I was having a discussion with someone the other day about the Afro beats, yeah, and. I lived in Kenya for 10 years and what I noticed about music that comes directly out of Africa and not indirectly like the Caribbean is that it's always like happy kind yeah. of lovey and even if it is something that's a bit violent it's like a happy lovey vibe yeah yeah, yeah. where our music is thing and I find this is a reflect on our cultures yeah. of our upbringing obviously slavery gangster rap bashment yeah. that kind of thing and then you've got the others who are just all happy what do you, you've said what you prefer, but how does it make you feel, and do you notice a difference in the crowd when you play the different kind of genres? The different genres? Yeah,
1: definitely. Because like, you've got different types of house music. Minimal house music is, is a crowd where they, they might just be two-stepping all night. Mm-hmm. they will more go around chat to people and stuff like that. With, I'm a piano music, you got the people who are dancing to the bass line, more whining their ways, they do a bit more, like they've got a bit more jerk in their movements, a bit more passion behind it. Then you've got like the tech house, which is where everyone's shuffling and stuff like that a bit more faster. So yeah, you definitely can see see the changes in it, especially in the speed that you play the music as well. Because some genres, if you just speed it up by a couple, it,
0: it just gives a, it's true, a whole new feeling as well. South African House, I noticed you haven't mentioned that. What do you think of that? So I really love it. that. that's kind of given me real inspiration for African Africa. House, Tribal House, I would kind of put it all under the same.
1: Yeah. Under the same, I think when you listen to, I, I've been listening to House for, what, maybe 22 years, and I, I started taking it seriously after about ten years, that African house has a bit more snares and What's, stuff like that. When you say snares, snares like the sss, like drum kind of like that kind of thing. Yeah, but I love house music. I love all house music, but I'm a piano and Afro house is probably a bit more.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you want something more lively, a bit more yeah, yeah, yeah. More lively, not that kind of driving. Not that driving kind of tribal beat, so much.
1: It depends. It depends because you've got beats now. So you've got beats that are kind of a bit slower, but then the bass is a bit quicker. So with am a piano, it's still fast, but then you've got the slow aspect of the beat, and the bass behind it. Does that make sense to you? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Are, yeah. Right. Like, clear. Am I clear when I say it? I don't. I don't. But I kind of get what you're trying to say. Somehow you've just got things on the beats and stuff like that, but with, I'm a piano, it's more, they hit you on the bass line. And
0: it's a bit, bit more of a jump and snare, I guess. Okay, that's good. Now, it's been great talking to you about your music. Yeah. Remind people, what's your DJ name and where can they find so, you? So, my DJ name
1: is Rupes, R-U-P-E-S. Um, you can find me on Instagram, um, Rupes the Boss, R-U-P-E-S-D-A-B-O-S-S. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat. Also, my main business also is uh, Cdid1.com, which is subscription-based raving. So the aim is to get 250 people to spend 20 quid a month. With that, that's five grand a month. With that, what we do, we find warehouse spaces. Like you see the bus that we had, we throw our own events and people pay 20 quid a month, subscribe, get free access to the events that we do. And the first 250 people actually become sh- profit shareholders. So the compound interest that gets made at the end of the year gets shared between them. Each location has a thousand members. So I've got 39 subscribers so far and I launched it in May last year. So.
0: And how long have you been doing that for?
1: Well, I've been planning that for seven years, the website and that, simply because I wanted something that is organic and gives back to the people. Basically, having a club uh, myself, I thought, what would it be like if 250 people all spent 20 quid and bought a club with that money and they owned it together? So instead of one person just making from it, you got all the other people making from it when they spend money on the bar when their friends spend money and then just once yeah. you've got a thousand members you just open another location and keep duplicating it until you've yeah. got so all
0: spots. 250 people all have to just get five people to go to the club every night
1: basically and, yeah. then,
0: and then obviously that's a lot of people even yeah. if you had all 250 people have to get two people well there's still 750 yeah 250 yeah, yeah. people minus them yeah. They're going to that bar
1: thing. The aim is 250 a month. As long as I can get to it as a starting point, I'm happy with that. I'm working. 39 so far isn't bad. Like, I'll I, I just take under 800 quid a, a month from, from putting on one event. If I do one, I had I, I actually skipped not doing an event the previous month because I had carnival planned. So I told people exactly that they're going to miss out this month, but it goes towards the next one. So
0: it works. Yeah, okay. that's good, that's good. Now, you spoke about this cleaning business. Yeah. I'm in cheek to hear about this cleaning business. So, <laughs> you were in school, you got your cleaning... This is I, your cleaning course. Yes, I ended up
1: in prison. Okay. And when I... Just coming out... Of, I was working, I had a job, I was a lifeguard after a lifeguard. I became a postman. Then I became a computer engineer, building computers and that. Ended up sort of looking for work, getting in, got in a bit of trouble with hanging out with the wrong boys, basically. Went prison thinking that I was gonna be rehabilitated, they were gonna help me, as in there, they didn't help me. So I started How start, long
0: was you in there for?
1: Uh, I got four years. So I started just learning stuff, reading more inside. I became a listener, working with the Samaritans, helping people who felt suicidal. And then also, I started just doing stuff on the wings, like talking to people, and if it was your birthday, I'd get everybody on the wing to celebrate your birthday, like kind of bring people together. I had a PlayStation for my good behaviour, so I used to do like competitions in myself for people. All different stuff, but during that time... How uh, old were you at this age? This was in my 20s. Okay. Within my 20s. Early 20s? Yeah, early 20s. I had a couple stints in there, back and forth, to be fair.
0: What, the, what was your game in those days? Diamonds. I was, it was diamonds. Okay, was, so yeah. you, you acquired some diamonds.
1: Yeah. So you and acquired some diamonds. Just, yeah, just, it was just, just... I don't even want to talk about it. It was, okay. such, a, then, yeah, it was such a... Not a bad, a bad stage of my life because I was lost yeah. and I needed proper guidance. I didn't feel like I had the support. When you're financially down, and you need to eat, and you think that this is the only way you can get mindset. You know, mindset's a powerful thing. Was your um, old
0: man around?
1: No, no. no. Okay. My mom and my dad broke up quite when I was young. I still I talked about that now and then. We have a good relationship and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it did it did affect me growing up. I didn't really have male role model to kind of guide me in the right right way. But yeah. So, what I was heading at was, I basically, in prison I started cleaning. I cleaned myself constantly and he was like, why do you clean so much? And it, it became something that it was reminded, like, it kind of, like, I wanted to, like, clean all the dirt out of my life, like, all the bad stuff. So I just started cleaning and then I started finding out what qualifications I could get. So I'd done as much courses as, as I can, cleaning blood, body fluids, getting myself to a stage that when people got attacked in prison, I would be the one that would actually clean the, their cell and stuff like that, and I would get paid extra money for it and stuff like that. So I just put myself in a position where I could earn more. I came out... Is that often that people got attacked and um, had to clean up? Normally, uh, let's say about twice a week, twice a week having to clean up blood and stuff like that. It could be little things, people cutting their own wrist, because uh, it's blood, it had to be cleaned, cleaned uh, uh, professionally, so they trained us to do it with
0: the yeah, So They, uh, they trained you all that in, in inside, prison. yeah,
1: yeah. And then I, I got my certificate of qualifications. And then when I came out, I did one more course because I just wanted to get the highest level, and that, that was cleaning the dead bodies and all that. And then after that, I went for some Jewish guys. Now, I basically found a post on Facebook saying they needed the mail cleaner. They said, How much do I charge? I said, A um, mail cleaner. They wanted a mail cleaner. Because I mean, it's a Jewish office, so they don't have women. Only men working there, they don't have women in there. Yeah. And when I went in there, so they said, what else do you do? I blacked it. I said um, "I got." I said to them, I, I got five staff. But I basically cleaned everywhere. And they basically started giving me houses, um, HMOs. So you know that they have a house of like eight bedrooms and different people lived in each room. I would clean the communal areas. And yeah, I started charging them like, 20 quid an hour for that and I was doing really really well and up to now I still work for them I've got a contract in Slough I don't even do it myself now I've got some African guy who I met who at the train station there he cleans the train station I said to him do you want a quick job and I pay him £15 an hour and I I charge them £30 an hour for that job so I make £15 an hour off that one as well so it's just yeah I, I, I put myself in positions where I try and get into a stage where it runs itself or I can run it from my phone, and then, yeah. Okay,
0: that sounds very entrepreneurial. Trying to take a role, 42 and still trying. If you could meet, yeah, well, I, I believe you should be trying until the day you move on. Yeah, yeah. Because that shows you're always keeping an active mind and doing what you need to be doing. If you could meet any entrepreneur, someone you idolise, someone you look at as a, like a yeah. mentor, even. Who would that be?
1: I'd say one of the dragons, you know, the guy who does um, diary, the podcast diary of a CEO. Oh yeah, I really He's like mixed to get, race guy, yeah? yeah? Yeah, I'd really like to meet him. Who else would I like to meet? The next person I think is an um, author, you know, a guy called Malcolm Gladwell. I love his books, I'd just love to just talk to him like, and just pick his mind, you know?
0: Okay, that's good good. So cleaning, have you ever had to clean dead bodies and things like um, that? Okay, since
1: that's... I've been out, I've only had one job doing that. Uh, cleaning up blood, blood, yes, but the body one, I'll be honest, most of the jobs that get that are big companies that tender for them. So because my company is still quite small, I, it's harder for me to tender for them. Them. But surely you can undercut them easily. I need to get in, in with them. And there's more I need to do on, on that aspect, yeah. I'll be honest. Yeah. yeah. So, but how does that work? Do the police take away the body and then... Yeah, do you and then you would them, have maybe? the body fluids and all the... You know, once your body starts de- decomposing... Yeah, it leaks. Just, yeah, oh, the it leaks eyes so, yeah, So, yeah. You, you, that's so, that's the bit I would use clean up and all that. You yeah. go in there suited. And, and stuff yeah and you put like a with a white suit so yeah, yeah
0: yeah in. yeah so, um, everything. Well, see the mask i always wondered the, the room must smell badly uh, do you, uh, how how do, how do you do it do you have a mask that stops the smell coming the, through the
1: smell the smell of something it don't i would i can't say you get used to it yeah but it, it gets it's just a thing where you can just i don't know i've been doing like clean, when, when we first started practising we was using dead rats that had, had decomposed and the smell of that was foul so I don't know if that subconsciously now when I do it I just, there's a, you just get over it I guess.
0: I suppose there's different stages of how the human body rots, so I suppose the yeah, more and more it rots the worse it gets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you must have a strong stomach. Oh, I, I, I
1: wouldn't say strong. I guess I haven't vomited or nothing from it so I guess it, I guess. I just think of it as second nature man, like not second nature but
0: second nature if that makes sense. Out of all your businesses that you've done, you've done quite a few things from the nightclubs to doing a DJ to after you're doing Airbnb and everything. If you could only stick with one, what would that be and why?
1: Oh, I would go back to nightclub days, simply because the income you make from selling alcohol is, is second to none like you can like to, to make to, to make two three grand within the space of six hours real quick from just selling drinks and, and that's profit so you've paid your staff already after that is something that the feeling when I when I could give my mum five grand every month that feeling there was the I've never been able to do that with any of my other businesses so that was, that would be the business that I would say your mum must love you. You've got many brothers and sisters? Yeah, i got older sister, two younger sisters, and one brother. But my mum only, only had three kids, so I've got one from my dad, and my mum adopted one of my cousins, so that's why i got two sisters. So, so, so you look, OK. I'm you, the oldest, though. I'm the oldest child from my mum, first born. So your sisters must
0: love you. You look after your sisters?
1: Yes and no, they look after me too. <laughs> um, my oldest sister, I would say I, I, I look after her a bit more. Okay. Um, then my other sister, Misha, my younger one. She's a bit more, like, she does her whole thing. Like, this, like yeah, I okay. can help her, but there's only so much because she just put me in my place. She's yeah. firm
0: like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I hear you. I hear what you say. Sibling, siblingly loving, right? Yeah, yeah. I hear, you. I hear. You. Mm-hmm. What? I've asked you what have you learned that you wish you knew earlier, but what words of advice would you give? as to somebody for, as, as you're an entrepreneur, what words of advice would you give when it comes to business? Business. Take
1: calculated risk. Try and study what you want to do. Don't just dive straight into it. Find out different avenues, different floors. Practice as well. Mistakes. That's one thing I would say. Get good at making mistakes. Like, them mistakes are things that you only can learn from. So, yeah. So, I think,
0: real life mistakes. Yeah,
1: failure. I love the word failure. I might have failed in like that, but in one aspect of it, but I didn't fail in, in the whole... Sh- like, when I first started the business, I didn't realise there's so many different aspects to it. So, my first bit was, I wasn't sure with the account, so I failed at that bit. But now, after doing it for a couple of months, I started learning how to do it, so now I know how to do my own accounts. So I just practice research and study every aspect of your business because you, that's what you need to learn, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thanks a lot for that. It's been an that's interesting I... ride and stuff. What's the name of your company that if people want to use your services?
1: Seededone.com. Seededone.com, and then you've got Nanogene Promotions as well. So spell, spell that. So Seededone, S-E-E-D-E-D. Yeah, so s-double-e-e-d-one, the number one, dot com. Um, And the reason why it's seeded one is because it's a a weird analogy, but you know when sperm leaves, it's the first one that gets to the egg, right? (laughs) So seeded one. So in essence, each person you meet is seeded one.
0: Oh, yeah. that's actually that's yeah, very yeah, good seeded one seeded yeah, one so we're all the ones who made the mark all marks. the ones
1: that made it yeah
0: uh, so in essence a billion everybody is not just a twin we're like a billionth of a twin a billion of a twin <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a twin. good way to leave that podcast oh, anyway a thanks pleasure, a lot man, for I I that do, so not, do not forget to check out our sister yeah. podcast Africa Investor Stories we hope that episode enhanced your life we you post an interview every day as well as vlogging on our social media channel, don't forget to subscribe to get our latest episode.